There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Yes, yes. Welcome in to the Tim McKernan Show podcast. My name is Timothy Michael McKernan. That's Action Jackson, and we're in the HomeLoanExpert.com studios. Come on in, friends. The water is warm because you know what, Jackson? The people have delivered in a big way for QFTA. I'm loaded for bear. I have multiple erotic stories. Wow. I have multiple. I have TMA conspiracy theory. Is what we, this is all we've, we've always yeah. been asking for. Come on in. I, you know I'm going to protect... Well, maybe you don't know, but I'm going to protect your anonymity. I right. take that really seriously. I really do, actually. I don't know why I take it as serious. But if I tell you I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's Have important. I broken my word? Do you tell me? Have I Think of something. I would love it if you could call me on it if I had. I'm trying to think. I say this to my son. I said, what if I lied to you? Because t- I take it real seriously. My wife's like, you're going to get this guy a Lego set. He's been acting like an asshole. And I go, but if I told him I'm going to do it, right. and he did what he- I asked him to do, I got to deliver because I don't want him to go, this guy fucks me around. You yeah. know? I can't, I really And can't. if he says at five, this guy fucks me around, I'm like, eh, I'm kind of quietly proud. Yeah. I can't, I truly can't think of anything. Um, I think I've like- I take it seriously. You did. You do. You it's, did. It might be a flaw. I think life is easier, actually, if you're comfortable breaking your word or acting like you oh, forgot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's way easier. Well, it's, I don't know what the deal with that is. I think my dad taught me that. He worshipped Dave Sinclair, the late Dave Sinclair, who who passed away in 2009, so you might not even remember him. He was, thank you, and here's my address. But that was a guy, I remember Dave Sinclair probably a few months before he passed. Uh, just a good guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, truly was, and my dad, my dad lost his father at a young age, and I feel like Dave Sinclair might have looked at my dad as a son. I could be wrong. I mean, I have no idea. Uh, but that was, hey, man, that was two, this was 2008. And, you know, I know you were a young guy at that time, so you're probably not really aware of the economic conditions unless it was directly impacting your family. I know your mom was in the print business, so yeah, it might have. Well, yeah, well. But he goes, uh, you know, I, uh, I haven't laid off anybody, and I am, I am really proud of that, and I want to keep that going. That's 2008. I mean, that's that's awesome. just kind of the, yeah. the guy he was. He passed away in 2009. I believe 2009, if, not, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know why it's a flaw. I, I don't think it's a flaw, but it makes, it can make life complicated. Um, either way you say, uh, dad, don't get, read my name or don't share this. I'm just not going to do this. I'm just not right. going to do it. That's just not the way it is. So always know that these things, they come and go and I delete them and, and that's it. So we got a bunch of emails, QFTA. I told Jackson, we're doing a half hour today. Jackson has already bet the over. You bet your entire bankroll on it. Yeah. And I took out a loan. As oh well. my God, you did. Yeah. Uh, all right. How long have we gone so far? Uh, we're at two minutes and 48 seconds. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I want to tell the people about thehomeloanexpert.com. Uh, thehomeloanexpert.com is Ryan Kelly, and he is online at thehomeloanexpert.com. I've been pre-approved with him. I have refinanced with him. I would tell you this, his staff, incredible. And I would also tell you this, if you're going to be buying a home and the home buying season is upon us, families moving uh, to try to get in place for the next school year, get pre-approved and do so with thehomeloanexpert.com plus credit card rates higher than they've been in 30 years. It, you're going to have equity in your home. That's just the way things are at the moment. If you're dealing with credit card debt, refi with Ryan Kelly, cash out refi, knock that out. It's the smart thing to do and you will feel like you have control of 
your life once again, and you're not just paying your interest and fees on your credit cards. TheHomeLoanExpert.com. Once you get your uh, home or you get refined, make sure you get it with James Carlton. That's where you're going to get your insurance. 314-961-4800. Or go online at CarltonInsurance.net. He is my insurance agent, and I would love for him to become your insurance agent as well. Why do I like him so much? Well, I love the customer service that his staff provides. I like personally texts and they text and say, hey, just so you know, this bill is due or hey, just so you know, we found this on your odometer and that's going to lead to you saving this much on your car insurance. It's just so convenient. I go and I pay my bills online at statefarm.com. It's super easy or they're automatically withdrawn. That's why he has 310 five-star reviews on Google James Carlton, the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. It really makes a difference. 314-961-4800. Go online at carltoninsurance.net. Jackson, tell the people about Mark Hanna. He's with Evergreen Wealth Strategies, and I'm a big fan of him. Oh, me too, man. He, I, I love the term you use, life Sherpa. He that, is. That's a really good way to... to he almost to made me cry last week. Really? I don't want to say that on TMA, but I'm going to say it in here. Wow. I mean, he is... I am dead serious. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Mark Hanna's... I can't, I can't say why, mm-hmm. but, I, but he truly didn't. I didn't tell him that, so now he's going to find that out. Uh, he's He is really just an incredible human, and I think that's what makes him such a great financial advisor you know he's such a because a lot of people out there they have a lot of wisdom and a lot of knowledge and mark certainly has all of that but the way he conveys that message to his clients that is so important that's why i work with mark Hanna. that's why you should work with mark Hanna because he truly is an incredible human that has so much knowledge when it comes to financial planning it's a great combination to have 314-889-0503 or go online at evergreenstl.com i'm going right into the inbox Team McKernan at InsideSTL.com. Send anything in. I've been asking for erotic stories and TMA conspiracy theories, and I got both of them today, and I got them by the dozens. Let's do it. How many can we get to? Because I am going to cover the under. You know I'm on a mission. Yeah, well, now that you're on this mission. But I still yeah, I still You, you feel... might want to see if you can offload that wager. Hey, Tim, TMA conspiracy. Mr. Licks is fake, and y'all have some personal connection to him, like he's a friend of someone on the show or he works for Hubbard. My reasoning is going back to his first call. He was given quite a bit of time that most first-time callers don't get. You can feel the dais kind of saddle in because they know something good is going to come at some point. There's a comfort level with him that usually takes time to earn, but he was given that immediately. Now, I do know that some of the callers are real, like the unicorn. I know this because I'm the boyfriend. Oh, wow. Mm. And I've seen the evidence of her stories. Who's the unicorn? Is that the one that had the gangbang in Ohio? Ohio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> this is obviously not reading these in advance of doing the podcast. <laughs> I'm willing to give a percentage that Mr. Licks is just a random listener and is running his shtick, but something just seems different with him. Uh, there is a Bruce slash Tucker slash RJ slash JR. Oh, I forgot about RJ and JR. Situation from years back that make me skeptical. Am I wrong? That is from the boyfriend. Jackson, answer the question. No, I, I know personally, and I'm fairly 99% confident for the rest of the day, that we do not know Mr. Licks uh, personally. I can say that there is nothing going on there where like, we're like, hey, call in, dude, and play a character. Like, it's not what we do. I would, I would hate that, because I, right. I view it as hack. It's hack. It, 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 the only, I mean, it, the answer is just no, no period. Right. I suppose Doug, Doug is kind of this... Speaking of unicorns, he's kind of this mythical character himself, and he could be like a f- friend theoretically. I mean, I'm not saying that he is, but he could maybe be like a friend of one of his sons indirectly. Right. right. 
but Doug certainly hasn't said that. I can. And the reason why I say that is I know you don't know, and I know I don't know, and I can tell how irritated Plowboy and Iggy get with him that there's no way that that's fake. Right. And Doug just, you know, the studio could be burning down around <laughs> us, and he's, his facial expression is not going to change. Right. So it's tough to get a read there. But uh, I, I appreciate the conspiracy theory because it gives me an opportunity to say, no, do not know him. I personally find his humor because I don't know if he's doing it intentionally or if he is serious when he's he's like mocking the St. Louis stereotypes. Yeah, I love that <laughs> because that's what I'm doing. But I would get I would I think people know I'm mocking it. Like I went to St. Louis U High. I don't do manual labor. Like I'm sure there's like a couple of hill jacks who are like that fucking guy. <laughs> but but I think our audience is hip to it right. to know that I'm you know right. mocking that's. There are people who think, based on where you went to high school, you don't you get this, or you don't have to do that, or whatever. Exactly. Not to ruin the wonderful theater of the program, and I feel like that's what he's doing. His delivery amuses me, at like the slow pace. Exactly. The no reaction to it. Yeah. Uh, he'll he'll be asked a question and he won't answer it. I think that's really good. It's to me, it's like a character. Character has a tough word. Uh, it's an exaggerate. It's a caricature. Caricature of someone who like bashes the St. Louis elite while also falling into like the same kind of circles as the St. Louis elite. It's like this perfect, I don't know, right. I, I find it really funny. Like, for example, now let me ask you this. I don't, you might've been in your cabin when I said this. Sure. I said, yeah, there are times where I'm like, ah, I don't know. I mean, I don't really want to drive over to Gateway for a hundred dollars. And my wife goes, I'm really surprised you said that. And I go, Really? And then I, and I said, it's funny that you say that because Mr. Licks texted in, Tim, welcome. <laughs> yeah, he said, it like, was great to hear you say. Right. And yeah. I go, I'm sure there's a lot of people who kind of feel that way, that they wouldn't drive. Like if it's like a half, an hour plus round trip for $100. Right. right. I don't think you have to be making or worth or whatever a certain amount of money. You kind of, and also this is something that comes with age. Honestly, you start to look at, the value of your time right opportunity cost that's really what it is and so much of it for me is like okay i like i know my son my youngest son takes a younger i guess i should say uh takes a nap around one o'clock i want to try to get home to see him before he takes a nap sure i know my other son of course is done with school at three o'clock so things are planned around that so it's opportunity cost it isn't worth now now we're playing the fan page club championship the jennings for twenty five hundred dollars I'm going to try to win. Absolutely. I don't necessarily know if it's going to be possible, but, you know, I'm going to try to. $2,500 is worth it. Serious money, yeah. $100, different deal. 25 times that, that's worth it. Right. That's all. And, and I like that. I like competition. I like people having to handle nerves and deal with the things that come in heart rate and all that shit. That's why I love poker. I love that and see who can right. handle that shit and who thinks they're in control. And then all of a sudden the hand shakes when they reach for the chips. I love that shit. I love being that guy. I love overcoming that shit. I, I love the whole thing. It's really, I mean, $2,500. Certainly that counts. But I'm sure there are some people listening to this, not many, who go, eh, $2,500. It just depends on where you are in your life. Sure. I guess I'm glad. I remember I lost $150 to a bookie when I was in high school. And I remember going to my dad, like, despondent. Not asking for the money, but just explaining to him why I was so despondent. Because I was down $150 to a bookie. Yeah. Yeah, that's a... But in high school, it's $150. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was working at Pietro's bus and tables. That's like five nights worth of work. (laughs) Right. You know, and it's not like I had it. I maybe had like $25. So it just depends on... It's a... It's a... 
you know, time and cost thing. So anyway, to answer the question, I appreciate the ask. I love that people are asking questions and sending these in. Uh, so far, nobody has hit on one yet. One was that I was retiring from TMA, and then this one is that Mr. Licks is somebody we all know, but I, I'll swear in blood that he is not some friend or somebody who works at Hubbard. That's just not the case, uh, nor am I uh, planning on retiring from TMA. But, hey, God bless. I tip my cap. Bring them in. I mean, there's got to be more. There's got to oh, be. Oh, yeah. I, uh, there, ha- there is. Like, there is more. There's... Think of one. Let's talk about one. That way you can cover the over on the half hour, even though I'm still committed to trying to. <laughs> I have a plan for that. If we're at 28, oh, you? you're wrapping it up. You're like, bring up, like, some lesbian story. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to think. I can't think of one off the top of my head. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I'm happy to talk about whatever. Right. I I really am, Uh, because I want people to. If people don't believe you, it doesn't matter. No matter what you say, I suppose. But at least I can at least be on the record, kind of like we were talking about with accountability and post game press conferences. We just got done with balloon party. Now this is dangerous. I just opened up this erotic story here, and this isn't your buddies that sent his in. Oh God. Holy crap, and I haven't read it in advance. <sighs> All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. All right, let's do it. It was March 2nd, 2023. I found myself strapping young lad. Oh, I don't know if I'm interested in this. <laughs> it's a bad, I'll be honest, it's a bad start to an erotic story. One of the worst starts, actually. <sighs> Scrolling through Hinge on this uh, Thursday. Hinge is for the straights, am I correct? Well, you can, or you can, can, you can yeah, have you your can have preferences. I have no idea. Uh, scrolling through Hinge on this Thursday night, as I so often do, I match with this co-ed around my age. We start talking, and although she's not exactly my type, okay. I don't know what happened in the first sentence, but here we are. <laughs> bit of a butterface and a bit skinnier than I typically like them. As someone who works out regularly, I like women who also do and have some tasteful curves. Oh, I like that. Tasteful, tasteful curves. curves. Yeah, I, I hear that. She can keep a conversation going, and that's hard to find these days. Is that true, Jackson, in the dating app world? Yeah. Okay. She mentioned she's going to the city for the dog's Does first that home game. That they're I, calling I, St. Louis? I know. Downtown I, St. Louis is the city? Like, like it's New York? I immediately thought of Manhattan. Right. Like, well, what do we got here? live in Hoboken. I'm going to go to the yeah, city. Bridge and tunnel crowd. Wow. Uh, for the dog's first home game and invites me to join. I gladly accept. Wow. Seems like it's moving quickly, but hell, what do I know? A great first date, by the way. Yeah, that is a nice play. Yeah. March 4th, Saturday, rolls around, and I roll up to her place in the Central West End. She invites me in and offers me a beer, which I gladly accept. Is this, this, this doesn't seem... It doesn't seem erotic at all. It doesn't seem believable also, like, but I don't know how the world works in dating. No, I feel like that's a, yeah. I, I love a sporting event first date. I think it's great. I think it's great. Movie. I'm so out of the loop. <laughs> On how, on how everything works. Uh, March 4th, Saturday rolls around, and I roll up to her place in the Central West End. She invites me in and offers me a beer, which I gladly accept. She gives me a tour of her place, and we end up settling on the couch. She has the Bruins game on, as she is from the own, from there, only moving to St. Louis for her first job after college. Wow. I mean, again, just not believable. <laughs> I give her crap for being from Boston. Ask her if she enjoys our pizza and toasted ravs, and ask her if... Ask her, ask if she's been asked where she went to high school at all. All part of the St. Louis initiation process. After a couple more beers, we call a lift and make our way to City Park. We end up being dropped off outside of Schlafly. And after standing in line on 21st Street for a solid 20 minutes, finally secure a couple more cold beverages. We make our way east on Olive and eventually south on 20th Street. 
The street is closed off and absolutely packed. I feel like Jesus. this could have been the cutting room floor. Yeah, God. Or maybe I should just read these before doing. But I like the natural reaction. Right. If Doug was listening to this, he would he would be All screaming. Right, that's enough. Get to the point. We do a couple laps up and down 20th before grabbing a couple more beers and heading to the great Maggie O'Brien's oh, to watch the game. Seven beers now? Holy crap. The bar is absolutely packed and it's standing room only, but that's to be expected. Yep, you guessed it. We grab a couple more beers and stand shoulder to shoulder with many other 20-something-year-olds, eyes glued to the television as the match starts. Around this time, both my date and I are both starting to feel the drinks, and our body language begins to reflect that. I like this now. Yeah, now we're getting somewhere. She stands in front of me, her tiny ass <laughs> pressed up against my crotch, subtly gyrating to and fro. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I have to get a drink when I'm getting a soft cow. <laughs> Try, so they're essentially grinding in the... Uh... And Maggie O'Brien's. Yeah, yeah. My left hand on her hip, my right hand holding my drink. At about 80 minutes into the match, I thought they were going to the game. I, I thought so, them? too. Watch this. You sound like an umpire. <laughs> At about 80 minutes into the match, we agree to head back to her place before the traffic hits. We call a lift and are soon back at her apartment. She unlocks the door, and immediately after shutting it, grabs I grab her hips, bring her towards me, and start making out with her. She reciprocates with the same intensity, and we find ourselves falling onto her couch in the heat of passion. She suggests we move things into her bedroom, and I gladly oblige. I pick her up so as her legs are wrapped around my hips. Manuel's move. That's his move. That's a good move. And we continue making out and make our ways into her bedroom. I playfully toss her onto her bed and strip my shirt off. She does the same with her shirt, and her bra is soon to follow. Our shoes and pants are next up, and soon we are both down to our underwear. Myself and boxer briefs and her in black gracious. panty and bra set. I'm just telling you, the way that this is being done, I see I have two paragraphs left. I have no idea where the fuck it's going, but he's got me reeled in. It's just a guy who might have sex with his first date. This is what I'm hearing so far. I agree with it. Very detailed. Unless we got like a M. Night Shyamalan kind of twist coming. <laughs> so I don't know what we got. This is Now I'm glad I didn't read it in advance. We rushed through a quick seven minute of foreplay, and soon we were both completely nude. I ask her if she has a condom. <laughs> she tells me I don't need one. Wow. Oh, okay. Is that standard? Uh, I'm going to look you up and down to get a read. Well, there is a oh, something a female can have, um, an IUD, uh -huh. and then at that point, the uh, you do not need one. Got it. Okay. And if, they, if that's the three best letters in the English language, Tim. Oh, is that right? Really? Yeah, because you don't have to, yeah. IUD. It's like 99.99%. Yeah, but what about STDs, bro? Yeah, that's a... You gotta, you gotta have some trust. You gotta have some trust there. You're gonna want that putt back. Yeah. Bag it up, everybody. In retrospect, I should have used one. This guy's gonna want that putt back, too. Yeah, I feel like oh, we're I, might, I might now know where the, where the twist uh, is coming. Yeah. Oh, boy. This is not... I don't run. know. Well, now I do feel... I feel confident I know where the twist is coming. In retrospect, I should have used one. But I was still a bit buzzed, and when a naked woman tells you not to use a condom, you don't use a condom. God, I got to tell you, I disagree with that. I really do. I really do. Now, I'm t of course, I've been like relationship guys since the 90s, so I really, right. you know. Yeah, I mean, I understand. Right. I don't know. I'm just so... But anyway, I digress. Let me read this fucking thing and see what's doing here. <laughs> I should have used one, but I was still a bit buzzed. And when a naked woman tells you not to use a condom, you don't use a condom. Respectfully disagree. I enter her. Oh, God. 
standard missionary, and the lovemaking begins. It was a rather quick session, maybe five minutes. As a firm believer that the woman always comes first. Oh, here we are, <laughs> talking about Lexington's deal. I used my fingers to finish her off after I had already come to completion. Oh, so you didn't. She scurries off to pee, and I immediately start getting dressed. I can tell how much I like a girl by how inclined I am to cuddle her after sex. I wanted nothing to do with her anymore. Damn. What the hell happened here? You gave so many details, and yet that... that... Yeah, I mean, yeah. We're, we're, we're just done. I, I mean, I, I could have told you about three different places they were at before they even banged, and now I'm... I can tell how much I like a girl by how inclined I am to cuddle with her after sex. I wanted nothing to do with her anymore, so I quickly put my clothes back on and grab my keys. She comes back from the bathroom, and I tell her I gotta get going, uh. to which she is slightly surprised but not necessarily disappointed. We exchange small pleasantries the next day over text, but it goes no further than that. We haven't spoken since. That's the end of it. The what? fuck did I just read? What I want to the... throw something. That's not an erotic story at all. Bring me something to throw. You want this hydro flask? It might break a yeah, window. Yeah, break. Um, yeah, that is not- the hell just happened? That's just a first date story. That's not an erotic story. God almighty. And while I'm sitting here, I just got an email titled, Nose Whistles. <laughs> comes that up. might be more erotic. The fuck did I just read? You read about Are you a, sabotaging me to cover the over? No, yeah, I didn't put that damn thing in there. I don't know what, like, that's not just, it's. Was that? I mean, it, it's a story about sex, but it's not erotic. You said you yeah, had missionary for five minutes and then left, <laughs> and you didn't bag it up. Didn't get her off. Yeah. You have to, like, you know, digitize her. Yeah. That's just, that's and not. And then she gets up to piss, and you're putting your clothes on, and she's like, nah, not a big deal. Nah, not a big deal. Texted once, and that was it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I'm reading. That's like 10 minutes on Days of Our Lives. That's not an erotic story. Fuck. <laughs> You're trying You're, to... You can see it. Erotic, that's how the email's at. Erotic yeah. story. Erotic story. With yeah. a lot of detail. I, I mean, it was so... It was, it was more, Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah. I was literally looking forward yeah. to the ending, and then I got there. I'm like, what the fuck just happened here? If, except if Game of Thrones was about traffic for 75% <laughs> yeah. of the show. That's that's what I, that email was about traffic. That wasn't even about God sex. God damn it! Yeah, you waste our time there, whoever you are. I'm sorry to the audience. I was really built up. There's gonna be a lot of people gonna email motherfucking this guy. Yeah, or but they're gonna, gonna honor the anonymity. Yeah, you have to. They do. Then we got your buddy who wrote another long one, and I told him I said I don't know what the hell's going on. Look how this is longer than that other dude. Jeez, sweet, sweet. And I and I and I don't I, I still don't necessarily follow it. I don't know if you'd go back and revise. But it's about a threesome, but not necessarily like a good one, like a love triangle threesome. Wow. Yeah, it's not that. Yeah. Not that titillating. And, it, and it's not it's not him or I don't know. I don't, it's like a workplace thing. I, don't know. So <laughs> I, I didn't follow it. And he said, yeah, I'm a terrible writer. And I go, I, I, I don't know. So it's I don't want to go that one. No, don't do that. I do want to talk about Jamie Burkhardt and Munganass and Clayton Patterson and Peter Munganass because they're the best. Uh, StLouisAccurate.com and AltonToyota.com. If you're in the market for a pre-owned car, they have a great pre-owned selection right now at Munganass St. Louis Acura and Alton Toyota. Check it out. Check it out for yourself. Use the secret number to call or text 314-252-0029, 314-252-0029, or just go online at stlouisacura.com or altontoyota.com. And Jackson, here we go, finally. I thought I was saying finally in mid-April. Oh, fuck, now I see. That's still not bad, though. I think it's over. I think the 50s is high as are over. Yeah, it's got to be. Cat, I'm looking be. at the forecast, and I see next week we got mid-70s, get up to the 80s, then it drops down as a high as 68, but 68 is still fine. It's oh, yeah. good. So hopefully it's over, and then we can settle in and have a pony for a few months. But 
You know it's going to get super hot. Make sure your air conditioning is taken care of and ready to go and tuned up with Design Air Heating and Cooling. Online at designairservice.com. Work with the great Seth Goldcamp, official HVAC provider of TMA and the Tim McKernan Show podcast. Doug's a client. I'm a client. Couldn't be happier. Design Air Heating and Cooling online at designairservice.com. All right, I'm going to go in one final one. What time are we on? 23.40. I think I'm going to get I think I'm going to get home. Yeah. I mean, it's a conscious effort. You got to be happy though. I mean, you might lose your bet, but you're done. Yeah, that's nice. That's, yeah, it's a win either way. Tim and Jackson, the topic of sandbagging is top of my mind lately with the Jay Randolph Jr. Michelob Ultra Fan Page Club Championship approaching. I am not playing in the event, but I have a question for you guys as I am a high handicap golfer at the moment. We have a group of 10 guys ranging in handicaps from 3.7 to 26. Yeah, that's a wide delta. It sure is. With most of the players falling between 10 and 16 indexes. We have created a year-long tour of sorts that is a point-based system weighted by where you finish in a net stroke play round of four more players from the group. When we started the tour at the beginning of last year, my handicap started at 29. I got it down to 22 by the end of last year. I decided to dedicate my free time to becoming a better golfer this past winter with a lot of range work, and my game this spring has never been better, but I've only been able to post three scores in the Gen app so far this season, so my handicap is going down by decimals each time. As a 22 index who is shooting 90 to 92 in a net event, so okay, so I guess that's before like the pops. Oh, God. Uh, I've won the last three rounds without a sweat. Yeah, I bet. So here's my question. Would you consider me a sandbagger? No, I wouldn't. Honestly, I wouldn't. No. You can move so quickly when you're in the 20s. Right. That's that's that, Cutting from 29 to 22 is right. like the fastest thing. Uh, should I feel badly about winning when I'm getting that many strokes against the course and field? Or should I be proud of the work I've put in to become better? I'm happy to win because we play for a decent amount of money at the end of the year, but it's hard to feel very proud when I beat a guy who had to make up 18 strokes Love you, Jackson. Oh, how about that? Nice. Yeah, with a little kissy emoji for you. That's so it's nice. a Crystal City Clam. Aren't you sideways with that guy? Or doesn't he? Isn't he on your Mount Rushmore? Yeah, but now oh, you're I have to. Guard. Well, now because he got a kissy emoji. Now you're quickly you change. Yeah, he says he loves me. Yeah, he I, does. He I, said, "Love you, Jackson." I love to be loved. Emoji. So you do love to be loved. Yeah. Um, no, I don't. I don't feel that way. I kind of. I'm. I'm not in the same place, but. I knew, I think, oh, I wasn't going to play with you. It was Wellington. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell the story here. It's different than TMA. Uh, Wellington, I sure as hell didn't. He invited me to play St. Louis Country Club like two Fridays ago. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm in a game at where I play on a regular basis, and I'm currently a core seven. I probably won't be a core seven much longer, which means I'm getting a pop on seven holes. Yeah, it's huge. And I'm playing with guys who are scratches and plus, plus so I know I'm getting pops. I, I know... Even though it's St. Louis Country Club, and it is, you know, certainly one of the best courses you're going to, to find in the area, and it's not something that people from Tam Avenue are regularly invited to play, um, I'm like, I'm probably going to win money right. by playing, even if I play average, because, you know, I par a hole, I par the seventh toughest hole, it's a birdie. Exactly. Yeah. You know, four net three. So, you know, a couple of the guys, they weren't, I said, hey, the reason my handicap's high is because I was playing in Florida and it's windy as hell. And I was telling Wellington, he goes, that's the thing. People have no idea how windy it is in Florida. That's why this Sunday with the Hawk being up, I'm telling you, I might be playing right now some of the best golf I've ever played in my life. Wow. But I would say I'm very vulnerable because of the Hawk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I got I got to give the great Andy Hansel a nine stroke, so it's you know up for grabs. And it is a weird thing with the Fan Page Club Championship that I don't know if the casual observer realizes that, you know, people don't necessarily beat people like when Iggy beat 
uh, El Ocho Magnifico, Freddie Friedman, he didn't necessarily beat him. Right. But the one handicap did shoot an 85 from the whites, which is truly not necessarily in play. No. You know, I'm a 4.2 right now. And I could shoot an 85 from the whites with really heavy winds, but that would something would have to go right. really off the rails. So you have vanity handicaps. Vanity handicaps, for the record, are people who have... Mr. Licks accuses you, for example, of being a vanity handicap. He was trying to get me to read that text. I don't know if you saw that coming in often. I did. I have a, st- I had a statement prepared. Oh, did you? I wish I would have gotten to it. Yeah, I can get it now. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Yeah. Um, you're, just, now you're just sabotaging my underbet. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm pulling it up. Um, oh, total sabotage. Disrespectful. So, yeah, but uh, I, I won't include this. If okay. I go 15 seconds long. Uh, looking forward to proving Mr. Licks... Uh, wrong. Thanks for the motivation. There's a balance. Mm. Read that text and get depressed, or read that comment and put the war paint on. See you soon. That was Adam Wainwright. Adam <laughs> Wainwright ripped off your statement. Yeah, oh, that's my statement. Which you just made now, even though he tweeted it three hours ago. Yeah, don't pay attention to those details. So. Son of a bitch. Mind-blowing. <laughs> I got you against Jakey Jakey Big Mistakey, and I'm a big Jakey Jakey Big Mistakey lemming. As am I. I know it sounds weird, and I'm not doing this, because most of the time I usually play in this thing, I'm like, eh, I'm probably going to win. I don't think I'm going to win. Mm, yeah, I just, I, wind, wind. I am. I mean, I was Abacoa. For those of you who've been to spring training, it's the it's the golf course that's right next to Roger Dean Stadium. And I think a large amount of people who listen to this have been to spring training. I know they don't necessarily spend as much time there, but you've you've seen it. It's not a very tough course. I like the course. I really do like the course, but it is windy as fuck in the winters there. Even in the summer, you still have a breeze. And when I played it, it was super windy, and I'm hitting. I remember there was a two hundred one hundred ninety five yard. Par three, dead into the wind out of the east, which, of course, is where the Atlantic Ocean is, and it's only a couple miles away from that golf course. And I think I hit a, I hit a full three. I remember I hit a full three wood. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if I go a little long, there's a little room back there. And it did go over the green, but just barely. And I'm hitting, and I was telling you this, three wood, 260, you know, 265 right now. That shows you how right. windy it is. And I have a spinny, I can have a spinny ball, and then into the wind, it'll just, like, yeah. balloon. Yeah. So... And that comes more into play, like when you're hitting wedges and you and absolutely. Lower so if and you're you taking, gotta, you just got it's a totally different thing. And then so I wouldn't. I'm not sure on on Sunday if it is windy. I would even break eighty, much less giving somebody nine strokes. Like I wouldn't be betting you, for example, right? In these conditions, cause I am giving you. I'm not giving you that many strokes, but like five or something. Five probably, yeah. So I just kind of know the situation, and that's because usually most years in the Fan Page Club Championship, being honest here, I don't mind losing because then I don't have to do it again. But now there's twenty five hundred dollars, and I kind of want to win. Yeah, me too. But I'm like, fuck, it's going to be windy as hell, and I got to give nine pops, which is why I wish Iggy had a better fucking attitude about playing. Because he has the worst. He's got an absolute. He's got. I mean, I had him as member guest partner in part for the entertainment for the show. Right. And then when he did have problems with his putter the first year, last year was totally my fault. The first year he missed some really short putts. I, was, I felt terribly for him, and I didn't really want to talk about it on the show because I knew that the audience would just be, like, piling on, and I really felt badly for him. Not like I played well either. I mean, out of the 45 holes that we played, I think only, like, three or four birdies, which is just super low for me and my home course, too. Right, you right. know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm giving pops. So sometimes a guy pars, and he birdies, and we're right. fucked because yeah. I'm giving pops. So anyway, digressing. But Iggy is, with 18 pops... He's legit. He's a great partner in those events because he has these blow-up holes, and it's like, okay, then I'll take care of this one, hopefully. Right, exactly. But then he's going to get a bunch of bogeys that will be net pars or some pars that are net birdies. 
He's yeah. a great part, and he's not a fucking sandbagger. Not if I thought somebody I was affiliated with was sandbagging, I'd just be like, okay, you know, whatever. But I'm not going to deal with this guy as far as golf goes. And it also usually tells you a little bit about the person, too. Uh, so to uh, Crystal City Clamhammer, I do not think. No. I really don't. Because right now, I, all I did, the reason why I'm trending up, now I was telling you about the distance, which probably could come off like a brag, so I kind of got to catch myself on that. I, I can't explain. I was telling you and KG and O-Town that after the show. I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm 46 years old, and it's not like I'm lifting. I don't lift with my shoulder injury, so I don't know what the hell's going on, but whatever. Um, but the big thing that changed is because the golf was so expensive in Florida, for example, the, the PGA National Course that hosts the Honda Classic, at least for now, I don't know how much longer it's going to be there, uh, was $550, and it's a very pedestrian golf course. It just happens to host a PGA Tour event, so they're just like, I'm, I'm not paying $550 to play that golf course. I'm not paying $300 to play that golf course. Right. The golf is so overpriced right now down there because of supply and demand with so many people with a bunch of money from the Northeast. They're just like, fuck it, we'll pay. Or we'll pay half a million dollars as an initiation fee. And there's a waiting list at these places with a half million dollar initiation fee. The money is just, you can't relate to it. I don't care who you are. You can be a multimillionaire here and go, that's fucking crazy. Much less if you're a multi-multi-millionaire from New York City or Connecticut. You're like, fuck, I got to do what I got to do because I don't want to be taxed up here and I don't want the bad weather anymore. We'll pay it. Either way, I couldn't play as much as I normally play, so I just would go over to the little practice areas with my son, and I just chipped and chipped and chipped and pitched and pitched and pitched. That's how you get better. And it's all about shots within 100 yards, and that is where, or just around the green even. Yeah. It's boring, yeah. but it becomes muscle memory. So if anybody were to ask, how do you get better, you know, that's that's actually the answer. But what do most people do when they go to our friend's family golf? They get bang, a bucket of ball. And they bang, usually driver, right. but then seven irons. Seven irons, sure. Yeah. And how often of your, let's call it 90 shots, let's say you're kind of a middle of the pack, you're hitting around, shooting around 90. How many drivers are you hitting at, at the most? 14. At the, and that's at the absolute most. Right. I mean, that means, you know. Basically all par fours and par fives, where right. some holes you're not taking right. a driver on those uh, holes. And how many seven irons are you hitting? So now we're down to 76 shots. 10, 11, 12, well, maybe? Let's call it 12 just for the sake of being yeah. liberal with the number. So now we're down to 64. Well, there's 64 other shots that are not including your driver or seven iron. Yeah. But it's not the way most people think you know you got to hit the 54 and the 56 and if you already have a 58 or a 60 and then certainly a gap and a pitch and whatever it is to that's and then to sit around there that's why i love that short game area at family golf and it's all anytime i'm there i'll say it to the guys i'll see adam betts there rj there oh god i'm just it's so good it's so it's huge too i can hit a full like 95 yard shot if i'm up by the concession area down to the other end of the green i mean that's huge and if nobody's there to just be able to fire it's the best. those shots, and there's a billion different pins and green undulations to go, okay, I know this is going to do that, so i got to aim it over here. I mean, that's you don't have that at, at Belle Reve. No. Um, so anyway, with that all said, that's, that's the key. And so that's what I worked on only because I didn't have a chance to play because it was so expensive. So my, it was a perfect spot. Handicap went up, not bullshitting it, but I think my game around the green and inside of 100 yards got better. But still, even while it was getting better, I was still shooting like 87s at Abacoa. Mm-hmm. You, I play Abacoa without the wind. I'll never shoot 87. I would, right. I'd, I'd bet whomever and give them ridiculous odds. But with the wind, the bets are off. And that brings us to 
what the Crystal City Clamhammer was talking about, which is the Michelob Ultra J. Randolph Jr. Fan Page Club Championship. And I'm telling you this. If you go, like it's a survivor pool for the Fan Page Club Championship, I wouldn't know who the hell to take. I have no idea. Because, because the wind is such a, you know... It's such a it's it's such a huge factor. That course is always windy. Me, you, and your dad played it, and that was as least wind as I've yeah, ever seen. Ever, by far. But it's going to be windy. It's going to be cold. Ball doesn't fly as much in the cold. It doesn't matter. We're playing the white tees if distance is an important thing. But yeah, it's is huge. There, there, there could be anarchy. And as high as I am on Chris Heck, he's playing a good player. You got wind. Oh yeah. Anybody could anybody could win this thing. And now I really will. Assuming I'm not around long for it, I really will pay attention to it. It's twenty five hundred dollars in line. I'm dead serious. I will probably go out and watch the final four. Yeah, I probably will because I love watching people compete under pressure and see who can handle it and who can't. Yeah, it's, and it's also great social media content too. Hundred percent. And I think in a crazy kind of world, even though we're playing the white tees, that also that kind of brings the wind more into play. And I say that because. If you're playing the white tees, you're probably closer to the green on every drive than you normally would be, um, wind out of the equation. But then you're hitting usually a lot of wedges, a lot of pitching wedges, nine oh, yeah. irons, where the spin is higher and the loft is higher. So you're just the wind's going to eat up that ball. So Absolutely. you're going to have to hit low That's shots, bumping and running. It, yeah, you, and you got you got to do some math. Right. Right. And exactly. then you, then in addition, yeah, like okay, this is a 125 yard shot, but my God, this might be a two club wind. Am I really going to swing a full eight iron? Right, but that but that might be That's the case. The thing. And it's just and then if you don't hit it right, then the wind exacerbates the miss hit. Exactly, it's anarchy. And then here's the other thing: from a pace of play standpoint, you and I are going off first. It's like one of the rare times I <laughs> utilize, you know, uh, the uh, ownership has its privileges. No doubt. I know that I will. I don't give a. F- I love Jakey. Jakey, big mistake. He was a year ahead of me at the U high or two years ahead of me at the U high. If he's in the weeds looking for his ball for four minutes, I'm going to, brother. <laughs> let's, let's drop one. We got to go. Yeah. We got to go. Poor motherfuckers behind us. You're in a weird spot because we know each other. Right. We know Andy Hanselman, who I'm playing, and you know Jake. Yeah. And I've known Jake since the 90s. Um, yeah, I'm comfortable. Hey, we got a responsibility here, right. and we got to go. Right. I know you can't. I know you can't believe it's out. You know, I can't believe I out. Uh, you right, know, right. but the rule is the rule. We got to do it. It's tough when you're playing with three guys you don't know, exactly. and then you got to call Calm. somebody yeah, on it. It's, it's tough. a tough spot, but yeah. that is the rule, and that's how the round doesn't take forever. Exactly, and it's a prioritized rule too. It's it really a, it's is. It's a big in bold like that's a three minute. It is a rule. Once you arrive at the ball, it is. That's correct. It is. It is a rule, and I don't know how many people are aware of that. And I think one of the things people have said before, maybe me and you and your dad were talking about, that most people don't play the ball down. And so that's something that... Yeah, that's huge. It's advantageous if you're used to it. I Like, I remember playing a guy, a great guy, a few years ago, and he he took me to 17. And I think I was a couple points lower index-wise, neither here nor there. He goes, man, you have such an advantage because you play the ball down. He goes, we never play the ball down. I go, God, I don't know how, how you can gamble oh, yeah. with the ability to, like, Fluff. touch the ball. Yeah. Because that's such a huge. De- I mean, it's a massive, massive. I was. Oh, I was, absolutely. I was talking about playing um, yesterday, two days ago. Played Algonquin uh, with my buddy. The rough at Algonquin is as penal as anywhere I have played in St. Louis. I've never, I've never played in rough that bad. I've never played in rough where I tried hitting a five iron and it went three feet. Like you can't hit long irons out of it. It's brutal. And if you are able to fluff that lie, that's. Uh, I mean, that takes a shot that you basically have to chip out of and get it back into the fairway and turns it into a shot where you can actually get to the green. And that's 
if you're playing for money, that's a huge, massive difference. And so yeah. that's and and to what Crystal say Clamer was saying about like should I feel bad? That's the nature of a net event is that you might win even you could play the worst out of the group and still win. Uh, I was when we were in Tennessee, I was playing with Gareth ah. and um, I gave him a stroke a hole and uh, I beat him. I only I closed out on seventeen or eighteen. And we got back to the the cabin. He was telling everyone, "Yeah, you know, I only lost to Jackson by one." Well, I was like, "Well, you know, in terms of the scoring, you only lost by one, but I probably beat you by about twenty three strokes." Yeah. So it's that's the nature of it. Like, sure. if you're playing in that event, that it's supposed to level the playing field. Right. So I, I if we were playing a gross event, I would legitimately. I don't care if it was scratch or whatever. I would legitimately like, cause I for whatever reason. Boy, I don't know, have a nice track record of rising to the occasion and those kinds of things, which I take pride in, even though it means nothing to anybody else <laughs> other than me. Um, and occasionally my, my two-man partner enjoys seeing me go into that little area of, you know, psychosis. Um, but outside of it, nobody could possibly give a fuck less. <laughs> but a net event, theoretically, everybody should have Equal chance. An equal chance. Absolutely. You know what I mean? If the handicaps are right, then Correct. the playing field should be. But totally I also lovely. understand if you're not in a golf, you go, oh, so-and-so beat so-and-so. Holy shit. Right. Which was like like Iggy was being hailed as this conquering king when he beat Fred Friedman on the fan page. One of the strangest things in fan page history. And I'm just, that's saying something. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is. And that's, that's when I was like, I wonder how many of these people know that Iggy was getting like 17 strokes. Because <laughs> that's a material, like you have to know. Sure. That. Yeah. I mean, I could par a hole and lose the hole. Right. I could birdie a hole and lose the hole. Yep. You know? Yeah. And that's, and, but that, that's the game. That's how it balances out. That's right. why it's fun. And I've been on the receiving end of that when I'm playing with these guys who are scratches and pluses. That's the deal. I personally would prefer to be the guy getting the strokes. And I think most guys who are kind of in the spot where they're sometimes giving and sometimes getting the strokes would agree I, they'd rather get the strokes. Like right. Nagel last year. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. We weren't getting strokes, but we had to fade five motherfuckers. Five. It's like, boy, Tim, Jackson, you putted so well. We got to see, I got to see four motherfuckers. Right. You got to see three, three motherfuckers. Three. Huge. I better putt online. Right. I mean, holy shit, I've seen the putt four times. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm not Brad Faxon. I got to see the putt four times. A lot of people would magically be really. <laughs> yeah, you'd be really, really good at putting right. if you got to see four 100%. different st- strokes. Like, I'll it. be out sometimes with Wellington, and he'll just, you know, be fucking around, and then he'll just re-putt it, not for a score, but just to see if he was wrong on the read. And he goes, oh, there it is. And I go, wow, nice putt. He goes, well, I mean, it's easy once you know what the line is. Right. Because they just have the same They always stroke. say that. Yeah, the second guy is scratched. The second ball you drop, you'd be scratched. There's that, and then also specifically with putting, yeah, yeah you, now, you now know the line. And as a guy who caddies, you just now you know what you got to do as far as how you come through the ball as far as speed, and, and magically there it is. So, anyway, uh, Crystal City Clam member, I do not view as a sandbagger at all. Um, how and I would imagine you played with these guys last year, so they know what you were, you know, right? There's a, something funny on that putting thing you said, uh, playing high school golf, which is you can make a little movie of some of the things you see in the high school golf course, but playing a match against the school. And one of the guys playing with a really nice guy. But we get to the first hole. We're waiting for someone to chip. He drops a ball down and practice putts on the green. He just rolls one. And I go, what are you doing? And he goes, oh, I just want to see how the greens are running. I go, well, you can't That's do that. That's illegal. You can't, Man, sir. you can't do that. He's like, what do you mean? I've done it every match. I was like, you, then every one of your scores is, is invalid. invalid because you can't. That's for what the practice green is yeah. for. You can't just roll one out of here. He's like, Oh man, I didn't know. I was like, yeah, that's a big old no-no. <laughs> I would love to do that too. Can I get a breakfast ball off the first tee as well? 
Yeah, that would be certainly a lot more helpful. Uh, who is really pro-breakfast ball and who is anti-breakfast ball in TMA this morning? Uh, Mr. Licks was really anti, I recall. Iggy was pro, I felt. Yeah. Um, I Doug was anti. Was he? I think he didn't like the term. Right, he didn't like the, yeah, that's fair. I, I'm only pro-breakfast ball if you can't hit the range. If you can hit the range, then... I kind of think. Yeah, well, in some places don't have them. <laughs> That's fair. That's very uh, fair. But, uh, yeah, it's, I always let people have one. Right. But I kind of feel like, and then I see their first ball, and it's almost in all my matches in the past, I feel like the guy hits it, you know, you know, I don't even know, 10 yards or dead right or right, over right, the right. shit on the left. Right. I'm like, why the fuck did I do that? Because <laughs> it's very advantageous yeah, to have the second one. Right, yeah. Once you've stretched out. I, it's weird for me. If I play a round where I just I get out of the car and then eight minutes later I'm on the first tee, I guess mm. it's something about, like, I'm just not stretched out enough, and so I don't sure, over-rotate. Oh, I mean, I, well, now that I, I, I don't have a simulator, get that going now that I have a simulator. I don't have a simulator, but I use, and I'll go up with my son in the simulator, and I will see the differences in my yardages after like five balls, right. and it is so aggressively different. Yeah, so aggressively different. Not just club speed, but obviously ball speed, but spin, and uh, and that just speaks to the importance of it. So yeah, if you give me the option for a ten minute warm up on the range or a ten minute stretching session, I'll take the ten minute stress, st- st- stretching session. Mm. I, I'm weird well, like that. You at twenty five. I, I am. I know that I play my best golf. Once my back, my scapula, everything is fully stretched out, way much so than hitting like, you know, 20 balls on the range. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I know I'm better and I won't get in my own head about like, because your first five strokes on the range are going to be pretty rough. You're ice cold. Sure. What, and, what's your first club you hit uh, on a range? P wedge or a 50 degree. Yeah, yeah, 50, just, 50, 58. Right? Shorter club preferably to... just to get the rhythm going. I won't even take full swings for the first five balls. Yeah, I, uh, I, I would agree with that, too. So yeah. now that I've done it in a simulator, I'm like, now I can actually see the difference and mm-hmm. how substantial it is, and I'm not taking a full swing on the first swing. But, like, after two or three I am, and I'm going, my God, look at this. Right. And it goes, you know, it's it's it's, it's real material. Um, so, anyway, uh, no, I don't think you're a sandbagger, uh, Crystal City clam hammer at all. And if anything, I tip my cap to your... Your improvements. All right, Jackson, I went over. Fuck it. And that's not because you issued a statement. No, it's not. I went over. Again, Still went with like 45 minutes, though. Yeah, 45 minutes, exactly. All right, there you go. Uh, QFTA. Erotic, if you could. <laughs> As Steve Martin said to John Candy, have a point. Yeah. Have a point. It makes it so much more amusing for the listener. And... I don't know. I don't know what we had there. It was so well done for the first eight paragraphs, and I truly was like, I can't wait to hear what the fuck happens. Yeah, I was waiting for the turn. And then they just fucked in missionary for seven minutes, and she pissed. He didn't wear a condom, and, and then he, he left. Home. Yeah, that's, that's that's that's. If you would be telling me that, that's, I go, dude. Well, yeah, I mean, honestly, very... I got some other stuff I got to do here. You know, go tell Iggy; he'll be excited. About <laughs> it, but I'm not. You know. Yeah, that was that was a, a story about traffic, and then at the end he had sex. And I don't want to chastise erotic stories, but now that more are coming in, and I just went in, in inverse order of the emails I had received here, and I'm really mad at myself for because that would have just been deleted. Yeah. And hey, you know, nice work and everything. You gotta but, shoot the score, but but uh, I, but uh, and then your your boy. Convoluted is what it sounds like. I read it, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. This guy's fucking her, but he's also fucking her, and then she's apparently bisexual, and it's causing trouble at work. Yeah, that's not, yeah, come on, sweet, sweet. Yeah, and and it was was a lot of words. 
So yeah. I, I, I was like, I'm, I need him to do a revised edition yeah, of that. For sure. Um, yeah, send in anything. TMA Conspiracy Theories. What can we get? Try to irritate me. Yeah, get some. Yeah, yeah try to irritate me. Get I'll some go. Big, big picture, minute, yeah. either way. It's, I'm, I'm asking for it. T. McKernan at InsideSTL.com is where you can send them in for QFTA. Uh, thank you to our sponsors, Ryan Kelly. Thank you to James Carlton. Thank you to Mark Hanna. Thank you to Munganass, Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, Peter Munganass, Munganass, St. Louis Acura, and Alton Toyota. And thank you to Seth Goldcamp and Design Air Heating and Cooling for Action Jackson. I am Tim McKernan. This has been the Tim McKernan Show from the HomeLoanExpert.com studios.